name is Donna. And today for BGC Storytime, we're going to be reading If I Ran the Zoo by Dr. Seuss. That sounds like a fun job. Yeah, and we'll see. I don't know if I'd be good at it, but I think it's a fun job. We'll see. It's a pretty good zoo, said young Gerald McGrew, and the fellow who runs it seems proud of it, too. But if I ran the zoo, said young Gerald McGrew, I'd make a few changes. That's just what I'd do. The lions and tigers and that kind of stuff they have up here now are not quite good enough. You see, things like these aren't just any old zoo. They're awfully old-fashioned. I want something new. Hmm. Wants to change things up? So I'd open each cage, I'd unlock every pen, let the animals go, and start over again. And somehow or other, I think I could find some beasts of a much more unusual kind. A four-footed lion's not much of a beast. The one in my zoo will have ten feet at least. Five legs on the left and five more on the right. Then people will stare and they'll say, what a sight. This zookeeper's new keeper, Gerald's quite keen. That's the gall-darnest lion I have ever seen. He's got an imagination for sure. My new zoo, McGrew Zoo, will make people talk. My new zoo, McGrew Zoo, will make people gawk at the strangest odd creatures that ever did walk. I'll get for my zoo a new sort of hen who roosts in another's hen's topknot, and then another one roosts in the topknot of his, and another in his, and another in his, and so forth and upward and onward. <laughs> Gee whiz. That was a lot. Yeah. But that's just a start. I'll do better than that. They'll see me next day in my zookeeper's hat, coming into my zoo with an elephant cat. They'll be so surprised, they'll all swallow their gum. They'll ask when they see my strange animals come, where do you suppose he gets things like that from? His animals all have such very odd faces. I'll bet he must hunt them in rather odd places. And that's what I'll do, said young Gerald McGrew. If you want to catch beasts you don't see every day, you'll have to go places quite out of the way. You'll have to go places no others can get to. You'll have to get cold and you'll have to get wet too. Up past the North Pole where the frozen winds squeal. I'll go and I'll hunt in my Seagullmobile and bring back a family of what do you know? And that's how my new zoo, McGrew Zoo, will grow. I'll hunt in the mountains of Zamba Matant with helpers of who all wear their eyes at a slant who capture a fine fluffy bird called a bustard, who only eats custard with sauce made of mustard, and also a very fine beast called the flustered, who only eats mustard with the sauce made of custard. Mustard custard does not sound good to you. Mm -mm. I'll catch them in caves and I'll catch them in brooks. I'll catch them in crannies. I'll catch them in nooks. That you don't read about in geography books. I'll catch them in countries that no one can spell, like the country of Mata Fatpata Pafel. In a country like that, if a hunter is clever, he'll hunt up some beasts that you never saw ever. Like a real tongue twister. <laughs> I'll load up five boats with a family of jokes whose feet are like cows but wear squirrel-skinned coats and sit down like dogs but have voices like goats, expecting they can't sing the very high notes. And then I'll go down to the wild of Nantucket and capture a family of lunks in a bucket then people will say, no, I like that boy heaps. His new zoo, McGrew Zoo, is growing by leaps. He captures them wild and he captures them meek. He captures them slim and he captures them sleek. What do you suppose he will capture next week? Hmm, what do you suppose? I'll capture one tiny, I'll capture one cute. I'll capture a deer that no hunter would shoot. 
a deer that's so nice he could sleep in your bed if it weren't for those horns that he has on his head. And speaking of horns that are just a bit queer, I'll bring back a very odd family of deer, a father, a mother, two sisters, a brother, whose horns are connected from one to the other, whose horns are so mixed that they can't tell them apart, <laughs> can't tell where they end and can't tell where they start. Each deer's mighty puzzled. He's never yet found if his horns are hers or the other way round. <laughs> I'll capture them fat and I'll capture them scrawny. I'll capture a scragglefoot mulligatawny, a high-stuffing animal fast as the wind from the blistering sands of the desert of Zind. This beast is the beast that the brave chieftains high ride when they want to go fast to find some place to hide. A mulligatawny is fine for my zoo, so as is a chieftain. I'll bring one back too. The zoo is going to be huge. It's going to be huge. In the far western part of southeast North Dakota lives a very fine animal called the Iota, but I'll capture one who is even much finer in this northeastern west part of South Carolina. When people see him, they will say, now by thunder, this new zoo, McGrew Zoo, is really a wonder. Most beasts are quite friendly, but still, in some lands, some beasts are too dangerous to catch with bare hands. For those that are ugly and vicious and mean, I'll build a bad animal catching machine. It's rather expensive to build such a kit, but with it, a hunter can never get bit. A zoo should have bugs, so I'll capture a thwell, whose legs are snarled up in a terrible snarl. And then I'll go out and I'll capture some chugs, some keen shooter, mean shooter, bean shooter bugs. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'll go to the African island of Yurka and bring back a tizzle-topped tuft mazurka, a kind of canary with quite a tall throat. His neck is so long if he swallows an oat for breakfast the first day of April, they say. It has to go down such a very long way that it gets to his stomach in the 15th of May. I'll bag a big bug who is very surprising, a feller who has a propeller for rising and zooming around making cross-country hops from Texas to Boston with only two stops. Now that sort of thing for a bug is just tops. And when I've caught him, then the next thing you know, I'll go and I'll capture a wild tic-tac-toe with X's that win and zeros that lose. He'll look mighty good in the zoo of McGrews. I'll bring back a gusset, a gherkin, a gasket, and also a gooch from the wilds of Nantasket. And eight Persian princes will carry the basket. But what their names are, I don't know, so don't ask it. In the cave of Katurum lives a beast called the Natch that no other hunter's been able to catch. He's hidden for years in his cave with a pout, and no one's been able to make him come out. But I'll coax him out with a wonderful meal that's cooked by my cooks in the cooker-mobile. They'll fix up a dish that is just to his taste, three chicken croquettes made of library paste, then sprinkled with peanut shucks pickled and spiced, then baked at 600 degrees and then iced. It's mighty hard cooking to cook up such feasts, but that's how the new zoo, McGruzu, gets beasts. He's very confident. He is. I'll go to the faraway mountains of Tobsk, near the river of Nobsk, and I'll bring back an Obsk, the sort of, the sort of a kind of a thing on the Bosk, who only eats rhubarb and corn on the Kobsk. 
Then when people will flock to my zoo in a mopsk, McGrew they will say, what a wonderful jopsk. He hunts with such vim and he hunts with such vigor. His new zoo, McGrew Zoo, gets bigger and bigger. And speaking of birds, there's a Russian Paluski whose head ski is red ski and his belly is blue ski. I'll get one of them for my zoo ski McGrew ski. <laughs> then the whole town will gasp. Why, this boy never sleeps. No keeper before has ever kept what he keeps. There's no telling what this young fellow will do. And then, just to show them, I'll sail to Katru and bring back an itchcuck, a preep, and a prue, a nerdle, a nerd, and a seersucker, too. That was quite the list. I'll hunt in the jungles of Hipponohungus and bring back a flock of wild Hipponobungus. The Hipponobungus from Hipponohungus are better than those down in Diponodungus and smarter than those out in Nipononungus, and that's why I'll catch them in Hippohohungus instead of those others in Nungus and Dungus. And people will say when they see these bips bounding, the zookeeper, new keeper, simply astounding. He travels so far that you'd think he would drop. When do you suppose this young fellow will stop? Stop. Well, I should, but I won't stop until I've captured a fizzum, a wizum, a dill, the world's biggest bird from the island of Gwark, who only eats pine trees and spits out the bark. Oh boy, when I get him back to home in my park, the whole zoo will say, Young McGrew's made his mark. He's built a zoo better than Noah's whole ark. These wonderful, marvelous beasts that he chooses have made him the greatest of all the McGrewses. Wow, the all cheer. What the zoo must be worth. It's a gold darned zoo on the face of the earth. Yes, that's what I'd do, said young Gerald McGrew. I'd make a few changes if I ran the zoo. That's more than a few. That is more than a few. That zoo would be huge. It would be huge. That was um, an interesting read. I think my tongue is in a knot. So <laughs> with that, um, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope everybody's having fun at home. We'll see everybody soon. Stay Bye. Well. Bye.